0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. Surprise, good morning Kingdom Faith Horsham and all the congregations listening in this morning and everybody from anywhere that you're tuning in, it's great to share God's word. Pastor Clive and Jane, lots of love from everybody here and also Pastor Colin and Caroline, the whole team up there. We just think you're doing a great work and uh, are amazed at how God is using you to influence so many lives as a people. Um, I'd like to share a word God's put on my heart and I think it probably goes along with the series, I hope it does, with the voice and the noise. But it's kind of like a launch pad off what God has been saying to you about being the shepherd who speaks to his people. And as we follow Jesus, we follow him hearing, and faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the Word of God. But in this walk of faith, if, if you're gonna walk with Jesus and go the distance, I believe one of the key areas we need to learn to overcome is overcoming battle fatigue. Paul said to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. And one of the things the enemy wants to steal and to attack is your faith, your faith personally. what God has said and promised you, who you are in Christ, what God wants to do through your life, what God wants to do in your family. For example, if you're the only one saved in your family, that word, that promise, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And maybe you've been standing in the good fight of faith, standing in the victory of what Jesus has promised, holding fast that good confession, because that's how we release the faith. We just keep our, our words in line with what Jesus says about a situation. The enemy comes against that. But you know, backslidden children will come back to the Lord as we continue to stand. And Paul speaks in Ephesians 6 about wrestling against powers and principalities of darkness. Evil powers of darkness. Satan, the enemy, and all his cohorts, they want to steal your faith my faith and our faith together i was so excited about the vision that pastor clive shared about you guys you know you're gonna conquer new territory and and in seeing people saved and healed and added to the church made into disciples you've got this new building vision and it's just so exciting but you know you can be sure that from what jesus has spoken there will be opposition to taking hold of everything that Jesus has promised and that's why Paul says stand your ground maintain don't budge don't shift off the victory that Jesus has already won for us everything he obtained we're just maintaining it and advancing it he's already done everything for us and every promise every word that he speaks freshly spoken into our hearts faith comes but then comes the need to stand and continue to stand until we see taking up the sword of the spirit, the word of God and releasing victory through our words, through faith words and through praying for all the saints. So Paul was determined to say, come on guys, come on Timothy, you know, just keep going, keep fighting the good fight of faith. Keep holding fast that good confession and stand your ground in everything that Jesus has won for you. And you know we will see great victories in our future if we do. I, uh, if you just turn to Hebrews uh, chapter eleven, I think this is an amazing insight into um, the walls of Jericho come down, coming down. And I know. Every child growing up, you know, hears about the walls coming down, the shout of victory. But I think the insight that Hebrews brings, Hebrews 11 verse 30, is really interesting and really helpful. It's helpful for me anyway, and I trust it will help you. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 30, we see here that it was by faith, the faith that comes from hearing, hearing God's word. So when Joshua viewed Jericho, it was when God spoke to him And said see I have given you Jericho all its mighty men all its um, powers and principalities all of it is yours and in that moment instead of visualizing the issues the problems when God speaks he began to see something different he saw as God saw and visualized walls down plunder And a whole family, a whole household saved. Actually, in every miracle, we believe that God will use it to save others. It's amazing when there's a great power demonstration of God's power. There is a release of a revelation of God. And people get saved. But it was by faith the walls of Jericho came down after they were encircled for seven days. Now, that's what really struck me. Because faith comes, but then after doing what Jesus told them to do, walking around the walls, obeying what God said to do, it was after seven days doing it that they saw the walls come down. God did the victory. And often you and I, when we're walking by faith, we're just doing what Jesus asks us to do. It's like, well, day one, it's pretty good. But then when it gets to day three, time-wise, it's like, right, we'll just keep going. And then it gets to day six, and then it goes, I wonder how much longer we've got to do this. And it's the same, you know, whenever we're in faith and we're walking by faith, doing what Jesus asks us to do, a bit like the water turning to wine. They just did what Jesus asked them to do. Sometimes you just get weary in the walk and we need to know how to strengthen how to receive the power and strength of God to keep walking you know Joseph he um, he was in prison for many years after receiving faith the vision the dream that one day God would put him into a position which be so influential for the whole nation, for the salvation of his own people and for Egypt. And you know, I think the worst time was the last two years because he was in prison. He tried to do everything he could to use his gift to influence and get into Pharaoh's palace, get out of prison. But those last two years must have been absolutely difficult because nothing happened. He was still in prison and nothing that God had said looked anything like where he was in that moment. And you know, that's faith. Faith, you can be in something in that moment. But because God has said something, one day it will happen. But imagine preaching to Joseph and coming along with a word, you know, God, you know, God works everything together for your good, Joseph. He might have found that a bit difficult in the last two years. But you know, somehow he held on to that word. He stood his ground saying, well, He is faithful, God promised it, and he will do it. But I can imagine there would have been times in those years where he thought, what's happening? I know we're singing the songs about God's working, God's moving, but I can't see anything yet. But I wanna tell you this morning that no word returns empty. What God has promised you as a church, us as a church, as a people, what God's spoken over your life, over your kids, What God has said about what he's going to do to use you to heal the sick, to see the power of the gospel change lives. It will come to pass. Just stand and continue to stand. And this going round in circles, this is the bit I really feel that God wants to minister into this morning. So what to do to overcome battle fatigue when you're standing in the fight, fighting the good fight of faith, holding fast the good confession but you're weary and i i just want to tell you you're closer to the walls coming down you could be on day 6 i'm trusting i am on one or two issues so here we go let's have a look at overcoming and the first thing i want to say about overcoming battle fatigue is even big hitters in the bible suffered weariness and fatigue and we're just going to look at two situations if you turn with me to 1 kings both of the situations we're looking at today, the people, these big hitters, champions of faith, are in the Old Testament. Um, but I believe we'll come with it, with the mind of Christ to it, the new New Covenant mindset. But uh, here's Elijah; he has seen God do amazing things. And you know, often the enemy comes in after God's done something amazing through your life. You've won a great victory. And it says here, and you know the story, that uh, Jezebel heard about this great victory that God won through Elijah and issued a message. Isn't it interesting that words came? It was through a word, a bad report, a negative report, because all the time, that's how Satan works, he speaks to influence the voice in your head, and he tries to get from your head and into your heart so that you believe the words that he is saying. So Elijah gets these words, a death threat, basically, by this time tomorrow, you're dead, you're toast. And uh, when Elijah, my Bible actually said, my translation said, when he saw that, he began to, to see something from those words those words created a picture in his heart not of the victory. for example like joshua was when he was standing there see i've given you the city this was a see, you're dead you're toast and that threat which comes against all of us you'll never make it you're never good enough you'll never do it. You'll never see what God has promised happen, though if you've been waiting a long time, all these things that Satan lies and comes in to steal your faith. Elijah took it on board, basically, and he reacted to those words. And he went running, and he ended up in the wilderness out of fear and alone. He left his servant behind, and he just went and sat down under a broom tree. Now, I know in my life I can see myself, it's a bit of a pity party, and it never does me any good. Pity parties are never any good. But this is like this is this is this is Elijah really going through a tough time. But it's a serious time too, because he's out of the will of God, moved by what Satan was saying and it began to get really tough mentally emotionally and physically he was exhausted and he laid down to sleep and he fell asleep underneath underneath this tree and he basically fell asleep praying that god would take his life and that it was rubbish and no good (sighs) whenever you hear yourself saying that i can honestly say that you are at a low point and you're believing what satan's saying and you're in this emotional mental spiritual physical exhaustion mode but if you're there this morning i have great news for you because god can change that into meals this is what this is (laughs) this is what this scripture is telling us if you feel that your life is useless you're no good, you're rubbish. And Satan is communicating lies to you because you're not. You're valued. You're chosen. You're called. You're loved. You're blessed. You're significant to the Lord and his plan. It's the opposite to everything Satan says. But Elijah needed input from God. So he's he's, he's exhausted. And I love the grace of God, you know, He's close to the broken-hearted. He, he draws near. To those who are down, he wants to lift up. He's so kind and so gracious. So he's sleeping under this tree. And an angel, and, and some translations use a capital A, which might mean it's the Lord or it could be one of his angels. Um, I think I'd have stayed awake at this point, but he did go back to sleep. He must have been that exhausted. Came and touched him and said, Arise and eat. And so Elijah woke up in a bit of a stupor, I can imagine, took in this food, and then went back to sleep. And then the angel came back and gave him another meal. Arise and eat. And I love the second time it says, because the journey is too much for you. It's too big for you. So in other words, unless you take in what I'm giving you, you're not gonna go the distance. And you know sometimes, when we receive faith at the beginning, we've got strength, we've got yes and amen on the inside, we've got the good confession. We go around telling everybody, but maybe after 20 years, it's a bit wearying and you're at the point where actually, I need something in me to help me to continue to go the distance until I see the victory, I see the manifestation, I see what God has promised. Because God is faithful and he will do it. Now this of course, you're amazingly taught up there much, uh, you're so blessed uh, in Kingdom Faith Horsham and through that ministry there. But you know that it's through the word and spirit. And you know, like if you can think of Jesus with the, the last supper, take, eat, When we have communion, we're taking in his victory. We're taking in his life, his health, his strength, his mind, his ability. Because the power is not of us, but it's of God. And the spiritual food, the supernatural food, sometimes it's only one meal you need from the Word. The Spirit gives the Word whether it's this message today or another message that is preached, you just need to take it in. And that food, the word will feed your spirit, your soul, and will even bring life. The Holy Spirit will bring life to your body. That food, that power, talk about power nap. It wasn't just a nap. He woke up to eat, but he received in that time enough to go the distance. And then after that time of travelling a bit further, he came into purpose and fruitfulness again. It's not over, basically. When the enemy says it's over, it is never over. It's what God says. And God is able to strengthen those who are so at that point of weariness that he will change it in a moment with his power. About six weeks ago, I'm going to just share a bit of testimony. I was driving into Taunton and uh, going to a meeting and you know, we had a great time prayer and fasting in January and I received fresh promises for situations in the church people I love who are are suffering at the moment and uh, you know, it's really upsetting when you're watching somebody go through something and um, You're in faith But still the manifestation hasn't happened. God's given you a word and you're standing with them for it. Or you're just just knowing what God has spoken over the church. And what you're seeing isn't what hasn't happened. It hasn't happened yet. And you've got vision for the people around you. And they're not there yet. All these kinds of situations, you know, you can just. And that morning I was feeling a bit weary. And I have learned when I'm weary. When I'm tired, it can affect my emotions and it can affect my mind. I'm sure you have too, a bit like Elijah. You know, he 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 actually needed sleep, not just he he needed physical rest, but also spiritual food. And I I was just driving in, going, "Okay." And so when I'm like that, I refuse to look at the walls. For example, the problem, the problems that don't seem to want to budge they have to budge in Jesus name but they're still there and as I'm driving in, I'm kind of going right I'm gonna to start to refocus so I vocally in my car I'm driving I'm saying thank you Jesus thank you you've said and I'm going to to speak out promises over these people that I'm standing for believing God for I'm speaking out the promises over the church which I haven't actually seen properly for a year I'm speaking out the, the, the promises over the town and over the, my neighbors and my family. I'm just, just going for it in the car because I know I've got to refocus. I can't allow myself to go down. I've just got to keep focusing. And God interrupted me as I was saying, you're faithful, you will do it, Lord, and thank you, Jesus. And I love it when God interrupts your prayer life. Um, he said, you've need of endurance. And of course, I know the the word. I know where it's from, it's in Hebrews 10. And the whole verse says, you have need of endurance that after you've done the will of God, you will receive the promise. So in other words, the promise will be manifest, but you need to keep going. You need to keep going. And to be honest, I didn't feel like keeping going. And I sat driving and if you could, if there was a snapshot of me driving, you'd have seen me do this. I slumped I've need of endurance it was actually the last word I ever wanted to hear Um, and I'm thinking through and I love the Lord you know and if he asks me and I know whatever he says is the solution to whatever I'm going through but you know how I responded was wrong because I began to say right then pull yourself together girl grit and determination I'm gonna we have something down here called the tough mudders where these to be honest I don't know not can't be in their right minds but they run around dark more somewhere through the mud and the wind and the rain and and it's you just you just show how tough you are and so in that sense it was like spiritually emotionally I was just going right I'm gonna keep going just keep going tough mud it and as I'm saying it I said okay Lord I'll keep going he said I said, but, um, you know, (laughs) I know, you know that this is tough. And he said to me, take mine, take my endurance. Just those words, take mine. And I sat, I was turning at the lights when he spoke to me, I can see exactly where I was, take mine. And I thought, when will I ever learn of myself, I can do nothing. Jesus say that? I can't even endure without his endurance. And what a victory it is to know that it's not just the beginning of a vision and a walk by faith, but it's the journey that we have the power of the Holy Spirit living in us to endure and take hold of every time we need it. And, you know, as I drove through there, I just said, Lord, forgive me. This grit and determination thing is just a work of the flesh. I want the life of your spirit because we do not live by our own strength, but we live by his strength alone. And I believe today that that's a word for somebody out there that needs to stop tough mudding it, stop being determined like that I mean you set your heart to do God's will you want to but don't do it in your own strength allow the Holy Spirit to infuse his power you know the end of that journey by the time I got to my meeting I felt completely different and that's the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit and I believe you can experience his power today and we're going to pray for you at the end uh, for this release of the Holy Spirit Finally, just this last example before I wind up this morning. Um, and it's from another big hitter called David, King David. And uh, David was a champion. He fought Goliath. He, he won great victories. He was a worshiper, a man whose relationship with God um, was the source of every victory, uh, guidance, leadership. Everything about David was because of his closeness to God. And, uh, you know, he, he was called the lamp of Israel. And that's one of the statements you read of in this chapter, that, that David was uh, known as the lamp of Israel, which meant he was leading the nation because the Lord would enlighten his lamp, his heart, his spirit you know, there's a great honor on us as the church. Every believer is the light of the world. Think of it. You are the light of the world. And your relationship with God, you're receiving the word of God, knowing what to do, raising your kids in the light with the word of God, guiding them, uh, leading uh, your business. In your workplace, you're working out the walk of faith in what God says. You're you're being an example, a witness to everybody around you. And Satan, of course, wants to put out that light because he knows that if we arise and shine, all flesh will see the glory of God. They will see Jesus. And so the Philistines, it says in verse, uh, chapter 21, if you've got there, 2 Samuel 21, nearly there, 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 15. The Philistines were at war again against Israel. And there it is again. (laughs) The enemy, he comes once, they win it, but then he comes back in another way. And it's always fighting the good fight of faith. Now, David and his men went down and it says, they fought against the Philistines. They're fighting the good fight of faith. And David grew faint, it says in verse 15. Even champions get weary. Even leaders, if you're leading a business, you're leading in school, if you're a head of a school or whatever your role is in life. If you're a mum, busy, single parent mums, just so, you're so, you can get tired in the fight. David grew weary. And this giant actually turns out to be Goliath's son. Isn't that interesting? This giant saw an opportunity. As soon as David got tired, his name was Ishbi Benev. No, Beneb. Ishbi Beneb. You try saying it. Um, He was one of the sons of the giant. He had a big sword. He was huge. And David was fighting him, fighting the good fight of faith, trusting God, standing his ground, holding fast the good confession, the sword of the spirit. But he's tired. And you know, the enemy always picks an opportunity when you're tired to come in to try and steal and take stuff from us. But there was another guy there and his, he was part of the army Say he was part of the church. And his name was Abishai. And I love that name. And I looked it up, and it means a gift from the father. Abishai, a gift from the father. This is a brother in the fight. And he saw that David was wearying. And he saw the giant was attacking him. And he knew. David was vulnerable. So what did he do? He stepped in and left his fight to join with David in the fight. And as they joined together, he came to his aid and they conquered. They won a great victory over the enemy. And that's another way God provides for us when we're weary, when you're tired. You see, In these days, especially with the online community, one of the um, attacks of the enemy, one of the strategies of the enemy, is to move us into greater and greater isolation and independence. God's plan is to move us into greater dependence on Him and on the body of Christ, so that each part does its share. You know, as a body works, I cannot, part my hand cannot do everything, but I need every other part of my body. And I see that this amazing resource that God has placed in his church with our brothers and sisters in the faith, that God provides people who care for us, who care enough for us to win battles with us, who stand with us in the fight of faith Spiritual people I don't mean going down the pub for a drink and I don't mean you know having a cup of tea I mean taking up the sword of the spirit and praying and Understanding that at that moment. Hey, if you're tired, I'm coming in to add strength And I just want to speak to the Abishays out there because I know there are many of you who've stood in the fight with your husband your wife your kids You've stood in the fight In the connect groups, in the local church where you're from, and God actually brings about a great victory for Israel in this moment because Abishai stepped in. And I just thank God that in my personal life I would definitely not be where I am today without many Abishais who've stood with me and we've won together victories I couldn't have won on my own. And that's the glorious, wonderful love that God shows us through his people. And you you might today see that the gift of the Father is in your husband, your wife. could be in a faith friend. You might look around you today and say, thank God for them. When I was wearying in the fight, they added strength to what I was doing. And I pray today that also there will be an awareness, a fresh awareness in all of us that, hey, we're part of something great. We're defeating the enemy together. We're taking new ground. And we're in the fight of faith. But when my brother or my sister needs me, I want to be able to see, Lord, taking up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God in prayer, praying for them, Because I want to see them win their victories. And you know, this is just a day for the church to unite together. To continue to know one another. Not be out there unknown. But be in the local church. Joined and set in place by God. Because God has a great work for every individual to do but it's in the context of church. But he's also provided for the weary within the body of Christ. I'd like to pray and I'd like to uh, ask you just to, to draw near to the Lord as we do, because I believe just as that moment um, I received, God saying to you to take his, take his endurance, his ability to endure in the journey That you're working on to victory, to seeing the promise. So let's pray. Father, I thank you uh, that even champions we can see in the the Bible, we're encouraged that champions in the fight can get weary. That Lord, it's not a, a place of condemnation, but it's a place where we need help, where we need your supply. And today, Lord, I thank you for those who are fighting health battles, battles for marriages or for uh, their, their families to be saved, battles in the community, in the workplace, standing in the faith that was handed down to the saints. I pray for them, Father, that in this moment, Lord, strengthen. Just as you're sitting there, take his power, take his strength, take his ability, Lord, thank you for your power to endure until we see what you've promised manifest. Lord, we refuse to visualize the walls. We refuse to uh, listen to what the enemy is saying. We we close out those thoughts, those negative thoughts. But Lord, we visualize. You've said you've given it to us. And as we walk by faith, circling, going round and round, walking daily. Lord, I thank you that we're closer than ever to seeing the victory, but I thank you for the grace to endure. And Father, I thank you that we're in the fight together, that we're not alone, that you've placed us in a family, in the local church, whether we're single, married, uh, whether we're young, old, whether we're in between, whatever we are, Lord, thank you that you've set us in place as a member of the body of Christ. And I thank you for the abishes in all of our histories, Lord, that you've provided for us so that we would win a victory together with them in the faith. And I pray that in this day, Lord, we would be more united. That your love through us for one another would mean they win a victory. Thank you, there are cancers to conquer. There are uh, families to be saved. There are businesses to advance. There are so many things to do in healing the sick and ministering to to the lost. But Lord, we'll do it together. Thank you for each other. And I pray for the provision for those who need an Abishai in this moment. Lord, send in an Abishai. Where it's needed, Lord, provide And awaken us, Lord, to those people who need our help. In Jesus' name. More than conquerors through him. Through his ability, his spiritual food, his grace, but also through his grace through one another. God bless you. Um, Love from Pastor Andrea too. She sends loads of love and the whole team here. And looking forward to seeing you in reality one day soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.